Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. This week, I'm talking to comedian and self-confessed kitchen witch, Dana Alexander. I lick salt directly off an exotic seabed, sort of. Dana aptly takes on the role of TV chef, describing various recipes, and she cooks me probably the most delicious curry I've ever had. Honestly, chances are you'll be able to tell how happy it made me. Also, see if you can spot where the conversation turns to sex, and I absolutely failed to notice. That's what a rosy looks like cooking. How did you make so all air bubbles have just popped up in it? It's so easy, girl. It is basically flour and water, right? And then I added a little bit of um, cumin, a little bit of turmeric, fenugreek, and then a little bit of salt. It looks all like springy though. Did you need it? You didn't need that for ages then. No, you just no, did it for just, a bit. Girl, I know me at all. Jamaican, it's not too it's not too dissimilar from dumpling. It's it's a bit dissimilar, but not really. It's just flatter, you know. To the type of dumplings, dumplings that you dumplings, we ain't rolling all this shit out. We just pat up some shit in our hand and it's thick. <laughs> but this one is like oh. But when you get it thin like this, you get those beautiful bubbles. But Dana is uh using a rolling pin to roll I'm out some about this sweet, stuff. sweet looking and incredible smelling roti. That gorgeous roti bro. Oh my word. It, oh, it's all golden and bubbled up and lush and friday. And it's just sitting on a bit of kitchen roll. This is amazing. I love that you get so excited because I you did. Know, oh man. There's I, nothing worse than someone you do this production for and they don't fucking realise because their mom babied them their whole life. Perhaps there's an irony in that people get most scared for cooking for other cooks, but actually they're the ones who are going to really appreciate, appreciate the graft and the love that's gone into Girl, this. Girl, there's love in here. I'm there is. I mean, I can smell the love. My mouth is That's like the equivalent of going down on someone during sex. <laughs> so basically, I remember the reasons why, well, one of the many reasons, a couple of the reasons why I'm here is I... In, in Edinburgh one year, you were living with lots of people, and everywhere I went, people were going, oh my god, I just had this great food, or oh, I'm living with Dana and she's cooking every day, and all the comedians that not just lived with you that year, but who passed through your rented flat, that festival, yeah. felt like they weren't at the Edinburgh Festival because they were being so beautifully well looked after on the tummy and mouth front well, do you of know your what? cookery every If day. you ever go to Edinburgh, I think people go... 
see. Yeah. They go crazy. This is the end for me. If I don't make it, I'll never make it. I just lost seven grand. But um, <laughs> I think um, if you eat off a chip van for a month, what are yeah. you doing? Do you love yourself? Well, that's it. It's kind of funny that you go out there for one of the most emotionally torturous months of all time and then you choose the exact time to also start taking the worst care of yourself in terms of well, late the... nights and bad eating and bad drinking. It's true. Um, Do you know? But then also, I remember you post, you post a lot of stuff that you cook online. online and I was like, I have to talk to this woman about I am an and old lady. And I love it, you know? I'm yeah. totally turning into an old lady. I'm all about it. <laughs> um, I want a garden next. That's next. Knitting. Um, I'm on it. Rocking chair, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've garden. Um, uh, there's a couple of frozen parsnips that I never dug up, but I grew. Girl. That's bad, isn't it? Gotta but the worms will get it. The worms will. Do you think they're frozen now? They'll eat anything. Worms. Exactly. Mind you, so lie. Pretty much. Is there any food that makes you angry or any other random emotion? Yes. Now that you answer that, ask me that. They're, they're, you know, I can't stand just laziness sometimes with people. Yeah. What did I see? I saw canned potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they just look disgusting. And canned mushrooms. Get a bag of damn potatoes. What, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> When you can a potato and you think that's acceptable. And, and even dehydrated mash. Oh, that's a point. That's a bone of contention for me as well. Some people prefer it to actual mash. Oh, these are people from the north. parents <laughs> that didn't love them. With parents that didn't love them. No, you know, I met a guy from Liverpool once. He said he never tried rice till he was 15. Oh, I think that happens quite a lot when people grow up somewhere where they're not... Or, 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 it's boring. And I'm like, Jesus, man, it's rice. Everybody eats rice. <laughs> like Indians, Chinese, Africans. Like, who doesn't eat rice? Well, English people that have never met any Indians, Africans, or Chinese people. It's like, all... You know what? This is, a, this is a good joke, a good cooking joke for your podcast. Um, a lot of time, ethnic people say, wow... Spent all these centuries tearing up the world for spices and they still can't season their food. <laughs> it's not my joke. It's a good one, isn't it? It's a good joke and it's a fair joke, although perhaps <laughs> increasingly less fair. Yeah, well, that's why we're here. And that's why we're here. Do you, so, do you like really spicy food? Not particularly, but this dish that I will be serving you is particularly spicy. I love spicy Then food. you will love this dish. And you know, I always think that a curry tastes better. Yeah. A couple days, day after. So this is less than 48 hours. Oh, curry. perfect. But yeah, so it's going to be great. My mum always says she thinks that freezing a curry and defrosting it. Well, that could be. You could know be. what? We learn all these things in life. Is any scientists listening? And I understand the chemistry of why that might. I mean, I get it when they're well, when it know, rests for a bit because the spices are soaking. It's basically a long marinade, right? I think but one thing every cook should do, like when you start to do pastas and curries and stuff like that, is everybody should freeze a portion. Because I'll tell you this: when, you, especially comics, if you're any comics are listening, when you come home on that Sunday, sometimes when you stayed over on the Saturday, or you come home late on the Saturday night. You know, you don't necessarily, like, somebody's kind of our day off. It's nice to just plop something out of the freezer. So I would always put one meal away. Yeah. And then, you know, after it freezes, sometimes I don't, I don't label shit. So it's just be mystery. What am I? Again, I come back after it, and I'm like, ooh, beef stew, girl, when it's all done. You know, like, true i'd say i'm 50 50 on the labeling i got a little bit better since i had a kid but only because i'm i like stuff really spicy and he's he's pretty spicy for a baby but he's um you know what they can't quite take a full thai red indian people thai people they they feed their babies that shit yeah well i ate a lot of spicy stuff when i was pregnant and i think it's given him a really good tolerance for a two-year-old Poor personality, spicy personality. And we were talking about this. He's definitely got a spicy personality, if by which you mean he's violent, because he's violent. Really? Mm -hmm. How old is he? Two. Oh, it happens. That's terrible twos, right? Yeah. Um, My mom once I bit her, and she just bit me back, and it worked. (laughs) 
I never bit anyone again. So you're you're big into cooking, right? Like big. Um, obviously, um, you can see that just from social media and from the fact that I'm sat here as you're cooking. I'm my little sad social media. I only have a thousand followers because, like, does anyone want to see my curry? You wait. After this podcast, you're going to have a thousand and one at least. Thank you, bro. Um, um, have you ever cooked for people and it's been a proper disaster? Um, no. I wouldn't put myself through the shame. <laughs> you would feel shame then? Of course. I once, um, I mean, I've had a lot of culinary disasters, but one of my favourites was as a student. We all kind of were playing at being grown-ups. Mm-hmm. So we would cook quite a lot in our shared student house, but jet badly. And uh, I invited... Um, a whole group of girlfriends round for a meal and I bought all the ingredients that morning and I, it, I'd been on it the night before and then that afternoon I went for a nap and when they all arrived I was in bed and we ended up having to get takeaway. You were in what? I slept. I went for a one hour nap and then for slept until the doorbell went. No, it wasn't even cooking, it was raw. It was raw on the side. Oh my god. No excuse. Well, that's not a cooking disaster. That's oh, well. massive oversight. Yeah, I mean, that's just, a, per- that's just a whole life disaster. You know what? There's food in this world, but you can always quickly whip stuff up. Really yeah. quick stuff that you can whip up is tacos. Right. You know, um, stir fries. Bam. Mm. Yeah, stir fries, literally. If you buy a bag. If you buy a bag, or you can buy the vegetables. Yeah. Canned potatoes! <laughs> <laughs> and, but I'm gonna, having made you mention canned potatoes so early on, going to have made you livid for the, for the rest of this podcast. Because you're about to go to Thailand, right? I am! For a holiday. Girl, all I want to do is escape to Thailand. It's t- You know it's going to be good when you land and they're like, don't be trying to overstay your visa, bitch. <laughs> do, you have, do you love Thai food? I really do like Thai food. Sometimes I think they're a little bit heavy on me. Um, I, like, I would modify it for my palate because sometimes I think they go a little extra on the chili. Because you know what they say about spice? You experience it twice. <laughs> but, like, one time I went out for this beautiful cashew chicken we ate everything in the fucking place mm. and on the halfway home I was just like Jeff we have to find a washroom okay, okay, probably, a posh one he's <laughs> like I know exactly where to take you I love Thai food. I think I, I really it, love it, that it, kind it, of chili type of there's a couple, I think sometimes the vinegary, they go a little extra with the vinegary. Mm-hmm. And I think they sometimes go a little extra with the, like I said, the spice and the cilantro. Yeah. That's a coriander to any English listener. Mm-hmm. I wonder why we have different words for that. Language, girl. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's just saying the same shit when you move around to things... Like, I use like, American. I, I use American recipes online a lot, and that's the only reason I have measuring cups and know what cilantro and eggplants are. Cor- courgettes and aubergines. Of course. Hey, hey. I still learned that. I didn't know what those were. What do you call courgettes again? That's something um, else. Zucchinis. Zucchinis. That sounds cooler. Yeah. Eggplant though sounds Eggplant gross. That sounds I mean. disgusting. That sounds like a. You know, I found. Athena, she's who you need to have on the show. She's I will. Ghanaian. And um, her... Say that again. Like she's she's Ghanaian, half uh-huh. Ghanaian. I actually have Guyanese, but her mom's like East Indian Guyanese. Okay. So that's why we have some beautiful... That's why this curry is so good, because she had every proper seasoning in here. Mm. But, my God, she was. She has some food tricks. Right. She has some salt in here, girl, in this cupboard. I'll show it to you. That was, like, harvested from the sea in Ghana. Whoa, Do you want to see it? Yeah. <gasps> I love that you're a food nerd. I think I just found Ghanaian sea salt fresh from the sea. Yeah, it's serious. Aren't you? Oh my god. So, full disclosure, I'm a salt monster. Taste it then. And I would, I'm just going to eat this straight, strong. straight to my mouth. This is a uh, masala paneer. Masala paneer. I can 
and it all gone. Right, I'm about to nibble this salt. Mmm. Oh, wow. Right? Mmm. That's something else. I love, I love, um, I am a quarter Austrian. Mmm. And I think, um... Nazi, jokes. I think... I don't know whether it's definitely from that side of the family, but I really love salt. And they would, when I was growing up, we would just Everybody loves salt, we cut a tomato in half and just With sprinkle salt, salt that's on. Jamaican thing too. Oh really? Yeah, that's that sourness with that salt. It is quite oh. nice. It's basically salt and vinegar, right? It's acid and salt. <gasps> oh my word! I am one lucky duck. That's the only thing you. I'm sorry, listeners. You just wish you could taste this, but I can Honestly, give you the recipe. That's the it's best. It's steaming. It looks incredible. I want to see. I want to see your reaction to it when you mm. put it in your mouth, girl. Are you excited? Really excited. You know, I love people who love food. They get it. Yeah. I don't understand people who don't cook. That's like you're an alien to me. It's like people who don't dance. I don't trust them. Really like to dance. I love to dance, girl. I think it's fear of failure on both fronts. Did you salt my food before you tasted it? I'm such a salt monster. Sorry. Okay, that's like fine. the rudest thing that's I've ever done. I just don't want to waste this okay. salt. Okay. Okay, I hear you. Mm, right. I'm crazy. I am crazy. I'm like that's the. I knew this guy, this Quebecois guy, who wouldn't even put salt and pepper on his table. He was like the, the Quebecois version of the soup Nazi. He served one thing every day, and you had to eat everything, and you weren't allowed salt or pepper. It smells amazing. It looks amazing. Tell me what it is again. This is a masala paneer, and right. I made some homemade oh. roti slash naan. I don't know what it is. Basic ash, you know. It looks so but it was good. some fenugreek through it. A little mm. bit of, um, the reason why it's a little yellow is because there's some turmeric and some oh. cumin in there, and a little dash of salt, of course. And yeah, it's just really nice to dip in this masala, which is really easy. Just a couple of red onions, three ripened vine tomatoes we get that waking up in some coriander seed mm. and then we add some fresh ginger and some fresh garlic to that and then the onions go in and then the tomatoes go in and then you um season that with turmeric cumin um hot hot stuff then i also put a little bit of coconut cream oh. some cashew through it and then, oh. you really, then you really let it whole cashew yeah you blend it down and then you with a little stick and then you let it really simmer down but you blend it out you let it simmer then you blend it right and then when it's like because you notice how there's no chunks of tomato it's just kind of a paste yeah and then you add a can i know i used a can of peas and that's okay um and then I, I, I put a little bit of uh, paneer, pan fried some paneer. Right. It's shallow fried. I can't talk about it anymore. I have to eat it in my mouth. I'm going to eat a bit that I didn't put, rudely put salt on. That's because I had a pinch of real salt from the actual sea in my hand. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's lush. Oh, and it's really spicy. And that comes in afterwards, right? You get every other spice and then you have like a five second delay and then the heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god and it's nice because I made it two days ago almost two days ago oh. Jesus oh my god that bread is awesome it's almost crispy it's not oily at all even though I just watched you fry it it's not oily shallow fry still though that's good. Otherwise, it will burn and stick. How do you not? How does it not absorb all that oil and it just bubbles up? Just get the oil really hot first. Yeah, the oil's a good temperature. I had mm. it cooking at about between six and seven on a scale of ten. Fuck. Fuck. No, you thought it, you, you thought like an Indian chick made this, right? Because mm. to be fair, Indi- um, her, this is one of the Indian nicest curries I've yeah. ever eaten. I'm not being really. This is. So delicious. I don't usually do curry, so I really take that as a compliment. Whoa. Thank you. Please do curries more. This is something else. It's so, so complicated. There's so much going on, and it gets you on so many levels, one after another. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love how the etiquette on your shows is an eating podcast. Mm. 
So we're eating in podcast. Everyone mm-hmm. else is just like, don't you bite that chip while I'm recording. <laughs> I want to hear you eat. I want to mm. hear you eat, my friend. It is delicious, though. It's fucking delicious. It's mm. so good. Good. Mm. And this was easy because I did it. And the flavors have had time to... Because, you know, everything's better that self-marination makes mm. all the difference, doesn't mm. it? Heaven. Oh, I'm so I'm so pleased. I'm happy that you... um. Approve. It's a joyous thing. If there's one thing nicer than f- like the more like cheer, cheer, like we feel your heart vibrating with joy more than feeding someone is what being is- fed something this good. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this is like beyond restaurant good. This is. Oh, thank you. So it's my first try. Really? At, at this curry? At this curry, it's my first try. Mm. But you know what I do? Mm-hmm. I have a couple of rules. Okay, tell me your rules. I I secretly love rules. Don't tell comedy, but I love rules. But when it comes to cooking, get a couple of opinions. YouTube is everything. Because mm-hmm. you can see everything, mm-hmm. how, how they chop things, techniques, this and that. But when you're dealing with ethnic food, this is when it gets tough. Right. The best recipes are from those chicks that ain't even speaking English. Yeah, right. Okay. You know? You just got to guess. I'm like, I think that's Minx Ginger. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's, so you're watching if, a YouTube if, if video you're, and just copying it if, by sight. But oftentimes they write it in English, mm. like what the actual ingredients are, so pause the screens. But yeah. then you'll meet those halfway kind of women who are like, okay, I've been living in Britain for a minute, but I'm Indian. Right, right. And you just get a couple of different uh, opinions on it. But don't, like, if it's or try variations. Try everyone's. How everyone does it seem, like you say, suit your palate. It's like this. Today we're going to be making jerk chicken. <laughs> Don't do that recipe. <laughs> I um, My my favorite experience of that was um, I went on a course to learn how to make dumplings, like a, a fire agent dumplings, mm-hmm. um, steamed ones, like dim sum. Mm. And, um, but it was really fiddly. It was hours. Thing? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, girl. It, oh, yum. But um, I knew I needed... Uh, I, and then I made them for some friends, but I needed various bits and bobs that you couldn't get in it, even in a pop, like, huge supermarket here. But where I live in Lewisham, there's a, a brilliant um, Chinese supermarket on Lee High Road. Always go in that ethnic supermarket. It's totally, but the same thing, like, no one in there spoke any English. And in a way, you're like, okay, do you know what? I'm going to guess. I'm just going to have to do some guessing. Just do this on site. Or ask your ethnic friends. They are a good source of information. Yeah. So you're you're from Canada. I am. And um, but so tell me about tell me about our. Let's talk about food when you were growing up. And I kind of want to know a bit of everything, really. Like, we talk to what your culinary influences. If you're still hungry, maybe a little bolognese as well. Oh no, this is lush. Thank you so much. Um, I want to know. Yeah, were you taught to cook as a kid? Who did the cooking in your house? Were they good at it? Well, I'm Canadian mm-hmm. and we are immigrants. Mm-hmm. We've been immigrants from time. <laughs> so you literally in my household, your mom might make tacos on a Monday, stir fry on a Tuesday, you know, Jamaican, you know, jerk chicken on a Wednesday. Like you literally would eat like four or five different nationalities. The right. joke that I always do about Canada is you come to our borders and all we want to know is like, great, what food do you have? <laughs> Brilliant. Because I, like, I remember where I lived, even in Toronto, you could, you could get like 17 different nationalities of food. Mm. Just walking distance, you know? Mm. This is in the Greek neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. So Canadi- Canadians eat... Because what is Canadian cuisine? I don't know. It doesn't exist. <laughs> We're a nation of immigrants, mm-hmm. right? So some people might say... Pancakes and make maple syrup, right? Of the, course, the pancakes are really more of an American thing. If it's yeah. honest, but we share a lot of culture with them as well. Yeah, the loyalists is what Canadians are to the crown. That's another thing. I was in the Tower of London yesterday. I'll talk about that later. Okay. What was I even talking about? Were you, did you eat? Um, were you cooking when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Little things like grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I fried like cut peel fried potatoes. Did you have a mum or dad that cooked stuff for you? My mother in your house. learned how to cook when she got married. Okay. But then she was really good at it. Um, very precise. She doesn't burn things. My dad just wings everything. He's a single father. He burnt everything. Um, 
Yeah, but I still like his wild styles. Like, you'll notice when I made the roti. Mm -hmm. I didn't measure shit, girl. No. You just knew. I'm a mamma mia like that. I watched you doing it and I thought, there's a chance she's a wizard. How do you just know? Just so much cooking. Kitchen witch. So you don't follow recipes? I mean, I, I, they're a guide. Mm-hmm. Well, it must just be a guide if you can follow a recipe by someone who's not speaking English. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're just watching what they're doing with their hands and guessing what they're using or being able to tell. Well, you know what's so funny is Athena was like, it's just flour and water with a bit of salt. That's what a roti is. So, I thought, that, so I thought that was a chapati. I don't know. They're all different versions of roti, naan, chapati. Well, maybe the chapati dry fry it and there's no oil at all. I don't know. And they open right up, don't they, chapatis? Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Roti's have the bubbles. Yeah. Oh, God, that was so good. My mouth's ringing in a really lovely way. Do you want more? No, I'm okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here for a bit. You want to take some with you? I'm about to go all the way up to Blackburn for a gig. Okay. I just, I'm going to, I've bought you something for afters. Yay. But, um... Well, I'm glad you I like enjoy, my food, I, girl. I love There's nothing, I, like there's nothing I love more than sharing food. Oh, well, you've made my day. Mm-hmm. I can have any old crap for dinner now. I've had such an exquisite lunch. And it was vegetarian, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that. I think the flavours in that, it's got absolutely nothing about what type of protein you're using in there. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, it's just not relevant, right? You wouldn't have tasted any I love how, nuance I love the, in any I love the paneer in it, though. Yeah. It's good. For texture, you know? Um, just a bit of body. But you're right. You could do this with no protein. I would probably put a chickpea in because I do think you need some protein in this life. If you only cook in like grilled cheese sandwiches and stuff when you were a kid, when did you learn to cook like this? Did you I got thrown you t- out of the house when I was 17. <gasps> were you naughty? Ish. Yeah. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> Not in the way you thought, though. Mm. Um, I wasn't having sex. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, maybe she's a murderer. Weed. <laughs> okay, weed. That's the opposite of murderer. Skipping school. She's been cuddling too many people. Weed, skipping Snoozing. school, general Fine. defiance. Yeah, yeah. So they, so you were kicked out yeah, and then you 17. taught yourself to cook. Yeah, I was just last year of high school. What am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, I knew that... I just, like I took home ec in school and stuff a little bit. I knew how to do a casserole or... Like, there are things I could do, like, little things. But then I, I think I just... I don't know what it was. Like, I turned 18 and, like, some hormone in my body made it. Like, I just wanted to feed everybody all the time. Really? Yeah. And then I started with stir fries because mm-hmm. I lived right next to the Asian neighborhood. So they had that great Asian grocery store mm. with a beautiful, soft, crinkly chow mein. Oh, That's gosh. like, you can kind of fry on one oh, side, but then it's still kind mean. of soft yeah. on the inside, you know? Oh, I did, I did some beautiful chicken chow mein's. Um... I, oh, I do a mean chili. Yeah. Great stew. 
I can soup any. My soup is every. I can do every soup. I love, <laughs> I love soups. I, I'm in love and with man, my crock pot. Quite young, I think, eighteen to start feeling that joy from feeding people. I so think that's my dad tried amazing. to make me cook. Did he? Right. And I thought it was sexism, so I refused to. <laughs> that's very funny. So I denied what I actually love because I didn't want. I'm like, why aren't you making my gay ass brother cook some shit? You know. Yeah. There's nothing against gay. He's gay, but like, come on. He's a gay guy who can't even make his mother a dinner. <laughs> what a failure. My dad was sounds similar to your dad in culinary ways. He did all the cooking in our house oh when my. I was little, um, but he never followed a recipe. He was wild. And I often think there'd always be way too much of everything. And there'd always be... And it would and it'd always be slightly... It would, sometimes it would be amazing, but often it would be like way really overdone or like, you know, he'd have gone out for a smoke and it would have all like boiled over and he'd be furious. Oh, yeah, it always started cooking with love and by the end it was cooking with rage. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I had a nightmare once that I fed somebody something. And they didn't like it. That's so. You, uh, that fascinates me that you have like a massive amount of shame attached to someone potentially not liking your food. I dream about jokes and cooking. <laughs> in the if do you think if you weren't a comedian, you'd you'd cook for people for money? You'd yes. Be a chef, I mean. I yeah. Well, yes and no. Because I'm like that. It, it, I don't want to be a slave. You know, my stem days are over. <laughs> but. Is your bag still there? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Thank you. Look at this. I had to learn British people. you got to get them that tea. I'm so glad you went with the peppermint tea. This is mm. very Jamaican. Peppermint tea, eh? I'm going to drink I am... Um, we drink it. I love you, Jamaican food. Um, in general, too, when you ask a Jamaican, they want like the go-to tea is peppermint. Yeah. Oh, it's very good for your tummy. But also, it's just really lovely to drink peppermint Excellent tea with, a, with a spicy right. food. Yeah. Girl. Um, I'm so glad you invited me on this. I mean, I think it's probably best if we become best friends. Girl, I'm uh, ready to cook anytime. Okay, I'll, I'll go straight in there with that. Let's uh, let's not start with friends and work our way up to best. Let's start with best. Um, <laughs> did you like any? Did you like anything weird as a kid, food wise? What did I? You know what I used to do? Because you know what the thing is, kids just ra- ra- rummage and eat what they think they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. And one of the because I've got to say, there's some shameful North American food out there, like craft dinner and that. What's craft dinner? Kraft Tell me dinner. about craft dinner. It's Never like heard of it. Macaroni and cheese. Right. It comes in a box, and right. the cheese is a powder, a bright orange powder. Tin potatoes. Right. So you, but it's fucking delicious. Oh. So you, I'll tell you another delicious one that looks gross. But so you boil the pasta, mm. rinse it off when it's all done, drain it. Then you add butter, milk, and this powdered cheese, and you mix it together. It comes in a little box. All craft dinner. dinner. Very American, craft or dinner. North American, I should say. Canadians are just as shameful with that. But um, yeah, and the other one that I have, the other food, oh, when I used to do as a kid, sorry, I used to have white toast slightly underdone Ooh. with horrible margarine and sugar. Just white sugar sprinkled on it. And then, or cinnamon toast if you want to be. But that's if I have the cinnamon. But I use it without cinnamon sometimes. But I Just sugar and marge. That's terrible. Well, I've never tried it. It could be delicious. I see some of the things my little cousins concoct when they get to the kitchen and it's like, yeah, that's not a good idea. In Canada? In, in the UK as well. They just basically find a way to consume sugar. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll be honest, the brownies that I've made you were only possible this morning because I let my two-year-old just sit with, his, sit with his hands in the bowl, covered. I remember when you were pregnant. I remember when he was in your stomach. That's frightening. frightening. Wow. I remember to blow my hooter with spicy joy. I remember, no, it was uh, Matt Roper was your roommate in Edinburgh. Oh, yes. My pregnant Edinburgh. And he was so conscious of, like, Oh my god. God, did I eat that Edinburgh. Then I fed myself well because I couldn't do anything else. That was my only joy, pregnant. You can't get. You can't drink. Can't drink, can't. 
Yeah, it's got to be about the food. So I made some lovely food that time. Are you? I wish I would have known that because we cooked every day that year. Yeah. Well, I don't think another Edinburgh will go. Did you food back? I hope he did. Because he went home with the No, Not that he'd share. He didn't share. What a shame. I'm so sorry. You guys were all in that play together, weren't you? Yes, we were. Routines. And do you have. I know that. I mean, it sounds like you are so eclectic in what you cook and you cook so much but do you have like a signature dish yes chicken soup okay in many different varieties that's okay. what I like about a chicken soup is that it's versatile yeah, but yeah. my chicken soup could stop a war <laughs> pure cancer bitch chicken soup girl fabulous I'm telling you in the slow cooker Oof. In the slow cooker. In the slow cooker. Oh. But you gotta brown the meat first. Right. Always. We're talking about meat. Like, I thought you. So, I'm kind of vegan ish. I'm very flexible. I'm vegetarian who, in day to day life, is vegan, but I, I'm very broad minded because I want to try stuff. So, yeah. I go pescatarian. I go, I eat fish sometimes and I eat dairy sometimes. You gotta do what you gotta do. Every now and again. But I saw that you had done a vegan thing on, um, a, on social media. I saw. Uh, a great vegan thing that you cooked and I copied it. It was nice. The loaf and it, like we were saying, it, it came with a, you made a barbecue sauce as part of it. Yeah, as well, with it. the onions in it. Oh, so good. Uh, that was yeah. That, you know what? That was an experiment. That was my dad. But there's something about because it was the two, it was the black eyed peas and the kidney beans all mashed down. But you know what gave it the chewiness was the corn and the kale. Mm. When you bake those, yeah, 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 they, they go just, really they, chewy. Because because a crunchy kale is, needs. A, I think seven minutes in the oven to be perfect crunchy. Well, that's the thing. But it, but the thing about with all these meat replacements and stuff like that is you miss the texture. And I just thought corn and kale for that type of a meaty loaf yeah. was really good. It gave you that chewy, meaty mm. texture. But uh, yeah, I was really, I was well chuffed with that one. That was really yummy. So do you have any opinions on vegetarianism, veganism? Do you know what? I have to say, because I, I got back from... I was away for about four months, and then um, Athena was kind enough to let me rent her spare room. And I got into Athena's... I, when I came here, in this kitchen that we're in right now, I looked in the cupboards, and I was just like, Dana, you need to get your shit together. This girl... Like, look at these cupboards. She's so healthy. Like the worst thing in this house. Oh, wow. The, and it's a problem that I bring in. It's lots of Tupperware it's full of like lentils. whole corn this lentils. This is like a soy thing. These are like oats. This is regular. But like no big whole. Yeah, but that's great for the plastic for the environment. Exactly. As well. She doesn't bring her girl. She didn't have bags at the grocery store before it was fashionable. Two mm. giant like drawers of just veg. Like you know, there's nothing. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed by her. Yeah, I'm impressed too. I was embarrassed of myself, girl. <laughs> I was just, I was like, get it together. Like, you should, what well, on do, so, do you mean that she's vegan or vegetarian? She's or, pescatarian like right. you. I mean, the only thing she has that's vegan and anti-vegan is honey. Uh, which oh, well, I don't really count that. Agave and then um, some salad cream that she'll like eat. Four heads of broccoli and put a drizzle of salad cream on. <laughs> I love um, hummus with raw broccoli. Girl, I have a hummus that will knock your socks off. I also have a salsa that I love those kind of dips. Mm. Salsa and hummus will knock dip. your socks off, girl. And then just great hunks of raw veggies just swooped into it. Oh, yes. Big pieces of cauliflower <clears throat> and broccoli. Those are probably my go-to. Cauliflower, broccoli, celery... Carrots, some red peppers, which I never usually ate, but I realize they need to be there. But so you, you're not like you don't, you have no animosity or admiration or anything. But in terms of, you don't have any political affiliation on the, on the kind of movement towards less meat in the in the UK and anyway at the moment. Girl, I saw a truck of pigs once, and I started to draw. <laughs> treated in a lot of these places is horrific and it's, and it's poor quality as well but I, I do agree with that I, I just think diet wise we don't need it yeah you know there was a comic who will remain nameless that was trying to tell everyone oh don't be elitist in you know promoting veganuary there are women out there that can never afford to be 
vegan and all this shit. You save money being vegan. You don't have to buy all the processed brands. Why are you telling impoverished women what their fucking limitations are? And furthermore, do you know any impoverished women? Listen, I know plenty of impoverished women who wish they could afford meat and fucking dairy. And to sit there and pretend... Do you know, but there's just better options for you personally. Like, it's just not necessary. It's decadent. Yeah. It's decadent. And, and I kind of think, like, we should be able... If, I, I do believe this one. It's not... I don't keep it. But you should be able to kill what you eat. I mean, we have incisors. We can digest meat. Yeah. Grow up protein. Come on. There are health benefits to me. I just don't think we need to be eating nearly as much of it as we do. Yeah, exactly. I'm in my time. What are your, where's your stance on like diets and food in relation to body and all of that stuff? Well, if you can keep a diet, good for you, bitch. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm all about moderation. Yeah. And, and choice. You gotta have choice because sometimes when you're hungry, you eat. Like, some people are really good at eating the same thing every day. I am not that girl. No, me neither. I need to have a couple of options. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, I find I love cooking. That's probably the But you're best. not, like, one of those people who spent their teens and 20s on constantly trying to you know, eat I'm nothing. Trying, and... I mean, I think I made it as a... Yeah, I mean, I always say, but as soon as I start restricting myself, yeah, I, I just like I play this game with myself, and you can do it, bitch. You don't have to listen to them. Like you know, I'm all I just play this game with myself, and I just get to a point where it's like I have to start saying, instead of restrictions, I have to say what I should be doing. So yeah, like instead of don't eat this, it's like do drink more water. Yes, you that's good. Give yourself positive things to do. Yeah, that's lovely. But you know, what a lovely way to look at the more you healthy cook, eat, eating healthily. The more you cook, the better you look. Oh, it's <laughs> I like that. The more you cook, the better you look. It's true though. But you know, talking about you healthy know, eating, we need to try my brownies. And, <laughs> you know, you know, we, what uh, also is a good rule for people who are just basic little simple things. Generally, when you go into like a Tesco's or any grocery store, because they're kind of all laid out the same way, um, all the stuff you really need is on the outside, right? So like all your fruits and veg and your dairy, and your, like all the all the staples of what you need. It's all the crap in the middle. Like maybe yeah, you need to jump in for some like canned tomatoes, or well, why not get those fresh ones on the outer ring? If you can just keep your shop, and I try to when I look at the items in my shop, like at least sixty percent of it. To 70 is veg. Sounds to me like a bloomin' healthy attitude. Well, I'm still chubby, girl. No, you're not. Oh, I'm chubby. Um, but I like exercising, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, I feel like very kindred spirits. I will never yeah, ever Zumba. be. A, I will never ever be a tiny person, but I'm nor do I want to be. And I think you should That's enjoy everything in this world. I don't want just a tiny bit, but I'm also like big ass. You know, I've never had any, any complaints back there, girl. <laughs> also, I think there's a real element of um, I exercise as well, so that I can eat as much as I like to an extent. You're like but I'm also completely separate from food. Exercise really helps me be therapeutic. Happy. Yeah. It makes me way yeah, happier. Yeah, yeah. You do Zumba, don't you? I do Zumba. White lady Zumba. I do. Well, I'm... That is a joke of my eyes. <laughs> white lady fair, at Zumba. I am a white... I'm exactly that white lady at Zumba. I am heartbreaking. But my God, do, do I go fun? for it. I sometimes feel like crying with joy. That was a high five. And I do Zumba in Lewisham. And I am one of one or two white girls in there. And we are... That's amazing. Kind of self-aware, <laughs> shall I say. We know. Well, you we know that, 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 girl, that girl in front of you who's just like, man. Oh, man. no. It's not to her. I mean, I think if you are, if you are, These are delicious. You, if you've left your pride at the door, if you've left your, I'm, I'm there with mainly women over the age of 60 and they are all way sexier than me. The hips, the bums, oh, they are hot women anyway so That's these amazing. brownies are vegan they're vegan and they're walnut and chocolate chip they're beautiful I got a recipe I, book really for tasty. Christmas and I think I'm, I'm so do I'm, you just use vegetable oil uh, no vegan marge like that pure okay. stuff okay vegan margarine mm-hmm. but they got um, 
So I've made non-vegan brownies in the past, loads, and I'm not very good at that. I've never, ever been able to get them gooey in the middle. Mm. But these are. And there's no dairy. These are delicious. They're so easy. You have to use good chocolate and you melt that down. Okay. I think the trick like is a lint. No, it just has to be over 70%, but you can get it in Audi. Okay. But yeah, you melt down dark chocolate with marge. This is really good. Vegan marge and this, agave I'm really syrup. Agave. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Girl, mm. we did it. We did it. What a beautiful... Mm. You know what? This is the best podcast I've ever been on because we're talking... This is all I want to talk about is food. People... And drag. Well, look. I just drag wanted... Queens. I want. <laughs> I don't know anything about drag queens. I'm sorry. Get I was so much to learn. It's everything. I swear that I'm... Obs- well, basically, I'm obsessed with food. I love it. I have a complicated relationship with it sometimes because sometimes I want to eat when I'm not hungry and I'm in the process of working out why that happens. I think like other people go, I'm going to smoke something, I'm going to drink something. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to eat something. Me. Me. I've had two joints today. (laughs) (laughs) I feel incredible. (laughs) I'm afraid these are just normal brownies. It's okay, girl. Mm. (laughs) I love it. Can I leave that in? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Best salsa you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Take three ripened Roma tomatoes. Yeah. One onion, hopefully um, purple or white, nice. not the yellow. Don't do the yellow; it's okay. too strong. Um, about three or four cloves of gar- garlic. Mm-hmm. Nice handful of cilantro, and about this much of a piece of jalapeno in there. <gasps> She's and doing like an lime, almost an inch. And a squeeze of lime, and you get that going in a food processor. Oh. It's the best. It's salt. So you, so you process that so it's kind of a sludge rather mm. than... And that is not a nice describer for something so delicious. Mm-hmm. It's no. almost... It's like a paint. Like it's... You could chop it's it. It's not chunky. You could chop it. You just have it chunky. Is, it takes longer. To get the cilantro all the way through and to get the jalapeno nicely through, it's a little trickier. If you want to blitz it just a little bit, but that is a winner and it's all natural. Gorgeous. Um, no one has ever complained. Have you ever had a food fight? Mm-mm. No, she's too sensible. I think I've had food in bed once. I'm trying to think if I have probably some whipped cream one time. That's not very, it's very vanilla, isn't it? You don't, you, you don't eat in bed. Never mind, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets their own personalised scenario mm-hmm. so here is yours yes the perfect ethical antidote to trump has been found it's a magical amulet but it's trapped under hundreds of meters of ground near to the earth's core you like arthur and the sword are the chosen one dana only you can get it out and only with normal handheld digging tools and you do it but you're totally exhausted afterwards you're high on the workout of a lifetime and the adulation and adoration and basically basically worship of every right-thinking person in the universe you've saved humanity and you're reward is the feast of a lifetime that you deserve like no other you can go wherever you want with whoever you want and you can eat whatever you want where are you going who with and what are you having on a nice patio a patio on a beach mm. not the shore beach a beach a beach and um what will i do yeah uh any there's yeah just somewhere where you can swim Okay, lovely. With not too crazy a tide, so you can do a night swim. Oh, lovely. Do you know what? I have some... Oh, there's so many people that I love. But who are my favorite people? You know, I have a really dear friend. And I have a few dear friends, but I'll go with my friend. Michael... Jane... Too, okay, Jamie. I have to say Jamie. Okay. Jamie's a drag queen that I used to live with in Vancouver. Who is like the most amazing person in the world? Jamie and Michael, two gay guys that I absolutely love, but they're like just amazing company. Have them both there, yeah, and then the- what are you gonna eat and what are you gonna drink? Ooh, okay. So definitely, I'd like to do some kind of a cr- citrusy or cranberry esque cocktail mixed with a sort of a prosecco. Like I don't know if you've ever had like sangria. Yeah, yeah. With a white cava. No, fizzy sangria. Yeah. Oh. And shots, 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 shots. Sorry, I love some shots. <laughs> You'd have some shots, that's good. As well, because um, you know those are pretty yeah. mild. But, and you're um, celebrating, you're celebrating. What shots do you have? 
Ooh, I love it. Oh, I love shots. I love all kinds. Um, tequila, probably. Like, oh, yeah, hardcore. Yeah. And um, and what do you want to eat? This all sounds so refreshing and okay. sunny. And there's there's this Singapore crab that I had in Singapore. Um, it's like a chili crab. Whole crab. You will. So, but somebody's gonna have to break it for me. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Oh, me. I mean, this is a this is your. This is hypothetical anything. You don't want to have to be cracking open crab. Yeah. But that bit's done. With samosas from Dishoom. <gasps> okay. And there's these beautiful steamed Chinese buns. Oh, well, I think that sounds delicious. Yeah, and yeah, I'd be with Jamie and... Well, we wouldn't be in Singapore because that shit's so boring. <laughs> Singapore's too boring. No, no, you're only... We already said you're on a patio on a beach. You could be in heaven. Perfect. Thank you all up to the actual feederphile, Dana Alexander. Ah, so, so, so delicious. Right old feast. She's gigging all over the place. To hear more from her, check out her podcast, Comedians of the World. It's at soundcloud.com forward slash Dana hyphen Alexander. And she's on Twitter at Comedian Dana. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. If you're listening to this before June, then I'm on tour with my stand-up show called The Silence of the Nans. I'm all over the UK and I'm adding dates all the time. Come. More info on my Twitter, at Jessica Fosterkew. If you've enjoyed this, please rate and review it kindly and tell your friends. Follow us on all social media. It's at The Hoovering Pod. Please get in touch. You can email through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.